So, welcome to another episode of our MBSE podcast. After a long time, again an episode from our series MBSE Around the World. We have already been to um, Sweden, uh, Finland, England, uh, and also China. Uh, today we are in Spain, and we want to see how MBSE is used there. Our guest is Juan Lorenz, mm -hmm. and Juan, good to have you here. And the best way is to introduce yourself and do not be too humble. So, Juan. Yeah, thank you very much, Tim. Um, yes, my name is Juan. And uh, I would like to perhaps say a few words on myself, uh, starting to say that I feel myself as a street dog, a kind of crossbred, something mixed, because I am an electrical engineer as a bachelor and master study. But uh, I, my master thesis was in artificial intelligence, very early in the 80s. Then, uh, then I made a PhD in, in robotics in the 90s. And, um, and the thesis for the robotics program was in, in software reuse. So you can imagine that I don't know what I am, it's a kind of stuff. In regards to experience, um, I was so uh, interested on artificial intelligence in the 80s that I created my own company in 1985. And uh, I can also say that I crossed it in 1989. So that was a very, very short uh, time uh, period for this company. And I worked for a uh, computer vision technology for so some years. And um, some uh, personal issue, I got in love with, uh, with a girl that I thought that I should have to have a lot of time for her. So I decided to go to university. And um, I've been um, a software engineering professor until 2010 that I became systems engineering professor. And uh, I participated in the creation of uh, the reuse company, which I have the role of CTO. This is uh, a little bit my, my background. I can say a few words in systems engineering. I, I didn't know that I was doing systems engineering until last, I don't know, 15 years because I have been designing systems all my life, but uh, I was doing with my software engineering skills. I was doing software systems. So then uh, 15 years ago, I met a very, very smart guy called Jean-Claude Roussel in uh, Airbus Civil by that time. And he simply forced me to learn and know what systems engineering was. And then since that, uh, I've been uh, aware of this lovely systems engineering domain and I became CSEP some years ago. and. Uh, honored with being ESA. And that's the way uh, I can describe myself. Great. So also from me, a uh, warm welcome. Nice to meet you, Juan. We never met before, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and maybe it's because you are in Spain, we are in Germany. And uh, maybe some of our listeners may have or don't have an uh, impression what Spain stands for. So can you give us a little bit of overview of the typical engineering disciplines or engineering or industries in Spain and which of those use already SE or MBSC? Thank you very much, Christian. Um, okay, it's, it's, really, it's really a lovely question, Christian, because um, Spain has usually, in most of the cases, the image of having uh, nice beaches, good sun, um, going for fun, having nice fiesta, 
um, sleeping some siestas and uh, drinking sangria and eating some paella. And uh, it probably fits. But uh, I don't think that the country really is describing this way. And there's many people doing these kind of uh, abstractions. So uh, to start with, I, I would like to say that, yeah, the country is quite quite a lot of service-oriented, around 70% of its BNP is service-oriented, but 26% of the rest is industry-oriented. Along these 26%, uh, it's a, perhaps a little bit striking for, for those persons that are not uh, Spaniards, but this country uh, designs and produces um, I have a list here prepared for myself. Cars, motorcycles, trains, normal trains, metro trains, high-speed trains, tankers, weapons, missiles, boats, civil board, civil airplanes, Juan, I fear we are losing a little bit the connection. Yeah. Seems there's a bandwidth problem or CPU load on your side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 30 minutes before it was working fine. <laughs> 30 minutes technical check and then. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes. <laughs> uh, mm -mm. No, not really. Your picture is frozen on our side. And we can't hear you. If you can hear us, just try to re-log in. I check if he sent an email, no. Mm -hmm. No email from him. Ah, let's wait some seconds. I'm sure he will rejoin the session. And we can cut out this one in the recording. Sure. <laughs> okay, now we have noise in the background from you, Tim. Can yes. you hear me? Yes. Yes. Now we can hear you. You know, whatever can happen, it would happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> we, we already said uh, the 30 minutes before there was no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's hope that there's no problem anymore. Okay, so uh, sorry, when did you lost me? Uh, you just uh, began your list what uh, Spain is producing. Okay, yes. cars and, and... And all that stuff, okay? Yeah. 
So then, sorry, you guys, if I repeat the list, but uh, I, I was extremely interested in, in, in putting the, the um, just striking a little bit what it could be to think that Spain uh, produces such an incredible amount of uh, different uh, uh, safety critical systems that are in many cases not expected. And I was just giving the list of uh, cars and motorcycles trains of all sorts, tanks, weapons, rockets, satellites, boats, civil boats, warships, submarines, civil airplanes, fighters, drones, radars, vaccines, medicines, and of course, software. So um, it's a kind of, uh, it's kind of strange that, uh, that, that the country has this kind of own production because it makes easier for me to tell you that, of course, it must be some kind of NDSC uh, work on process in this country. Yeah. Do you know how well systems engineering NDSE is used in these industries in Spain? So is this, is this very common or? No, I, 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 I would say that NDSE in Spain is adapted to the size of the country in regards to the industry. So. In my opinion, if uh, in Corsi, Spain, I, I mean, I don't have any indicator on, on any comparison indicator, but I see that Spain in Corsi, Spain is around my opinion, five years delayed in development compared with uh, AFIS and the German chapter, which for me are with the UK, the, the most developed chapters in Europe. And I think I should say that we are five years. So my easy mm -hmm. answer would be, in Spain, we we are five years behind the wave, the, the highest wave where, wherever it is in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, however, so yeah, please. Yes, sorry. However, um, there are there are quite a lot of uh, of companies around the BSC sector. Um, we have a. I, I'm going to name someone. Okay, but we have ISDEFE, which is the a company, public company promoted by the Ministry of Defense, which are specialized in systems engineering. We have ACA, Capgemini, and, uh, and also the, the, the customers, which are big organizations producing all those lists of, of, of elements, systems. So the, there is MBSC um, work and uh, there's quite a lot of uh, work offers, so so something is ongoing here as well. Okay, so that means uh, the there is a job market for systems engineers, and uh, are there more systems engineers than jobs, or the other way around? And <laughs> um, I think there's quite a lot of market for uh, for systems engineers with MBSC approach. Um, I. Um, at least what I have heard is that uh, big organizations in the in the large programs, there is a, quite a large program ongoing now in, in Europe between Germany, French and Spain, France and Spain, which is the uh, future combatter system. And um, this is uh, this big program is affecting quite a lot of the defense industries here in Spain. So they are demanding and demanding and demanding MBSC people. and. What, what I have heard is that, for example, in, in big organizations leading these programs here in Spain, they are contracting hundreds of uh, uh, 
modelers, I would say. Not, I'm not talking about requirements engineering people or whatever, but they, their intention is to, to contract in two, two zeros of uh, uh, MBSC people. So, so there's, there's something ongoing, yes, certainly. Yeah, I, I think engineers are highly wanted everywhere. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very good job market for the engineers, not for the companies. That's <laughs> 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 uh, what I heard. Um, and I have a colleague, Tim, sorry I interrupt you. I have a colleague that uh, took the, the CSEP uh, certificate, put it mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, and got offers, job offers from China immediately. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you already mentioned Encosi, uh, so, so the, the local chapter of Encosi in Spain. So this is one organization for for systems engineering community in Spain. Are there other ones? And, um, and how active is Encosi Spain? Do you have uh, an annual symposium and workshop and so forth? Yes, Encosi uh, Spain is um probably around 200 members. I'm not so sure because I'm not aware of the numbers, but mm -hmm. I should say around 200 members. Um, the, it is enough uh, critical mass to, to have uh, um, working groups. And um, I am uh, aware, I know because I'm in the board that, uh, that the at least a working group of NBSC exists in, in Ecosy Spain, a working group for requirements, which I'm a member of, and um, and working group for complex systems and ontology system thinking. System thinking and ontologies is is quite quite big here in Spain. Astonishingly, mm -hmm. but it is. Great. Um, and you already mentioned that your uh, colleague or friend uh, got the CSEP uh, certification. So you have also companies giving trainings and, and uh, offering the certification? Yes, uh, there are two companies, at least I am aware of, uh, providing these um, certification courses. And um, I know that they have quite a lot of nice programs. Sometimes these programs are uh, company-oriented. They just provide uh, courses for organizations that demand uh, CSEP uh, or ASEP uh, personnel to be certified, and then these courses are repeatedly in these organizations uh, twice or three times a year. Indeed, and I I made a preparation if in case you ask me this question, Christian, and uh, I looked for um, CEPs uh, uh, certification uh, programs and uh, Spain is the two, four, six, the ninth country in the world with the number of uh, CEPs, okay? Mm. But if you go into CSEPs, I don't have the number, but I would probably say that Spain is number four or number five in the world, okay? Wow. And uh, I have here in front of me this list and uh, probably Italy is number three. Two, three. Okay, okay. so uh, didn't expect that. <laughs> amazingly, uh, sometimes these uh, these kind of uh, of numbers are a little bit strange. For example, in front of me, I have a, uh, the UK, who, which has two hundred and fifty CEPs. Uh, Germany has around two hundred, but Germany has by far much more CSEPs than uh, the UK. 
because UK has is applied a lot of ASEPs. So I presume that this is uh, eventually in education programs. And, mm -hmm. uh, and for example, Italy has a lot of CSEPs and almost none ESEP, uh, ASEP, and Spain has the same. A lot, 80, 90 percent of all the SEPs are CSEPs and almost zero ASEPs. Wow. So, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, of course, based on these indicators, then again, um, it would be not, it would not be a problem to think that, yeah, there's life again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and but Germany has its, its own certification program. I don't know if you know that one, the Certified yeah. Systems Engineering Program. It is quite successful, interesting. And it's also translated into English. So it's not only a, a pure German uh, certification program. Now we can do it also in English. And um, there are companies in, in Scandinavia or I think Mexico and somewhere else. And it's acknowledged by, by Incosi. So if you get the German certificate, you can also oh, almost automatically get, uh, get the, the Incosi certification. Um, yes, I, I was aware of it. Um, and uh, we, when I was the president of the of Incosi Spain, we were considering, certainly considering the possibility to, to apply this program. At the end, it didn't happen. But I think it was more because we were not ready for that than something else. But yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what, what are the typical challenges um, of MBSE in, in Spain? So, so what do you typically hear from, from companies or from the communities? Uh, what, what's the problem, the challenges they have with applying MBSE? I, I would say this is very personal, of course, uh, Tim. So mm. it could probably doesn't yeah. have to be the reality. But in my opinion, uh, we have the, the following challenges. And the first one is educational. Our universities have, I don't know how it is in Germany, but our universities have a, a really big, big philosophical problem. Mm -hmm. And I, I know quite a lot about it. So I'm one of the, the, the professors that fight for systems engineering in the Spanish uh, universities. But the problem we have here in Spain is that there are many, 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 many professors that think that systems engineering is simply Laplace transform and Fourier transform because they go into automation, the automation part of industrial engineering. So for them, systems engineering is still engineering of a system from the, let's say, mathematical point of view. And uh, they fight and struggle against the systems engineering concept of this, uh, let's say, INCO view. And the, this, this, when someone tries to bring programs, they have the problem of, no, no, but we already have systems engineering courses. What do you mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know, the seed transform and all this stuff. This this is the problem that we have here in Spain. So so that's the first the first challenge. The second one, I should say also, is related to public authorities. I would like public authorities, particularly Ministry of Defense, to push for systems engineering as a must in all the defense programs and so on. And I'm happy to say that. The Ministry of Defense is very good now in promoting systems engineering, even in the Navy or in the Army or in the Air Force. So this is also quite good and going. Uh, I would like more Ministry of Industry to do the same thing at the civil part. But uh, I, 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 I tried to talk, well, I talked with them and they are not major enough because they don't understand the concept of systems engineering, which is not so easy to explain for, let's say, public authorities. 
The next, the next challenge would be to participate more in the ongoing standards, uh, particularly CSML v2 for MBSC challenges. Um, and then one, one more would be a little bit more towards uh, INCOSI Spain to help uh, promote MBSC along the Spanish strong and large community of uh, safety critical companies. Uh, and also in our brother countries in America. So that, that would be the challenges. There's one more, sorry, Tim, uh, Tim and Christian. There's one more that is very specific of Spain, but I don't know if you want me to get into it or, or, or Yes, not. sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one specific one, which is, <laughs> again, a little bit strange. Uh, in, I didn't, when, when we were talking before the crash of, of my internet, uh, I told you that, uh, that the industry in Spain is around 26% of the BNP and particularly software industry, it's, uh, I don't know, it could be between 6 and 10% of the BNP. So it makes 13 billion a year, okay, software, okay. software companies, software world in Spain, which is also perhaps a little bit striking. In regards to software development, the country is remarkable. I'm not going to say that super good, but it's remarkable. Okay, and in particular, in software um, education, the universities in Spain have promoted something that is the beginning of MBSC. If I if I want to tell you, 30, 25, or 20 plus years ago, there was some iconic concepts in the software development world, which was model-driven development and model-driven engineering, which was by far before the MBSC wave came, where the intention was to automate uh, the, the development of, of software using models. Particularly, I remember, because I was part of the initiative, the executable UML world, where mm -hmm. they were just trying to create compilers that could execute UML directly. So then the only thing to do was just simply to design UML models and run. Okay, Spain was huge in this approach. So we had, I don't know, I, I, I have a lot of colleagues, something around 20 or 30 different colleagues in different universities, 15 universities with MDD approaches. Oh. So the, the challenge for Spain would be to take all this huge group of people doing MDD or MBSC for software and bring them into mm -hmm. uh, systems engineering. That would be yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. Are they still yeah, active in, in the MDD area or is it, uh, well, it was 30 years ago and MDD is not, not a hype anymore, but it's, it's still out there, but I don't think that the software industry is still much interested in MDD technology. They just crashed, but uh, we still have, uh, I don't know, 50 professors, 40, 30, I don't know. I, I have a list here of uh, two, four, six, eight, uh, 10, 30, 30 professors in different universities still uh, trying to automate the development of software through okay. models. I mean, executable wow. UML died two, three years after it was born, and then quite quite a lot of problems. But we still have one conference on, on uh, it's called in Spanish, Desarrollo de Software Dirigido por Modelos, uh, Software Development driven by models, which is still yearly active, and we are still there uh, meeting every year. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, these people should be reconverted. 
And that's a little bit the challenge I, I mm -hmm. think it would be nice. Yeah. But speaking of modeling, um, sometimes it, it seems like the different countries have uh, different uh, favorite modeling tools, uh, especially for SysML. Um, do you, can you, can you give us a, an estimation? What, what's the most, uh, most used SysML tool in Spain? In Spain, <laughs> this is Or also, UML. I don't know if you see my image, but <laughs> this is like doing this, okay? Um, if you talk about uh, CSML, um, I think Cameo is the most used one. I mean, Magic Draw, Evolution, mm -hmm. and Cameo. In together in big competition with Capella. That would, that would, I would say in the industry, these are the two main tools. Um, For MBSC, Capella is, is Arcadia, but uh, but it's, it's it's quite quite used. Okay, um, mm -hmm. Thales is uh, is strong also here. is a big actor and um, yeah, okay, and that's good. Then presumably in a second level, I would I would should put Enterprise Architect uh, Rhapsody, and I have to include Visio. Okay, and um, Visio, if you really? talk about UML, then it's even worse because I think that in UML. The probably most used tool is Draw.io. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is 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 this drawing or modeling? <laughs> <laughs> well, the name of the tool is describing everything. Okay. <laughs> they, could use, they could easily use PowerPoints. <laughs> at least an yeah, old sure. version of Visio was was a kind of a modeling tool. They there was or still is. I, I don't know the current version is, is a model in the background and. Um, I know some projects that used Visio for MDD stuff uh, because they, they can access this information and uh, they were able to generate stuff and it was much easier to use Visio with uh, this Visual Basics um, environment around than uh, the modeling tools. So, so it's, yes, it's, uh, uh, and, uh, tool. as, you, <laughs> as you say, uh, uh, Tim, um, Visio uh, can play a nice role can really play a nice role in uh, in the MBSC community. Okay, uh, perhaps you are thinking I'm crazy, but okay, this is a little bit my view. Okay, mm -hmm. and if you want, I, we can develop that, or you can just uh, throw this commentary away. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you already mentioned that you are uh, also a professor in, in Madrid at the university. Um, And are there, or what, what is your research and teaching topics? And are there any systems engineering courses offered at your university or other universities in Spain? Yes. Um, strangely, there's only one uh, uh, that's a systems engineering master ongoing. It's the one in the Universidad Europea, European University in Madrid. And it's a very nice master. And it's astonishingly because there's no other big organizations or public universities, for example, has just gone for that. There are some ongoing stuff, but um, but uh, the only one that exists is the Universidad Europea. Okay. I tried, uh, I tried, I don't know, perhaps eight years ago or something to convince my rector. And I got, again, the same topic that I told you before. I got the, the systems uh, 
systems automation department uh, telling me that why should we have to have a master of systems engineering if we already have one which we teach very lovely these mathematical tools okay and then it doesn't mean that we don't have a systems engineering courses for example me myself i teach every year since the last i don't know 10 years systems engineering course so my my courses are systems engineering but it's not a master it's just courses yeah. within the bachelor or master's program okay mm -hmm. and like me in my university the Politecnica de madrid autonoma madrid Politecnica de valencia they have a lot of nice courses not as a study but yes as a complemental complementary topics to the standard degrees Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Juan. Let's let's talk about a little bit more about you. Um, I heard that you were one of the first speakers on the Nordic Systems Engineering Tour in 2013, and uh, I also heard the rumor that you have a connection to Sweden somehow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yes, uh, it, it, uh, I don't know if the main reason for me attending uh, the Nordic uh, Systems Engineering Tour was because of my connection. You're right. I am, uh, uh, I am married with a lady who is uh, from Finland, but is Swedish speaking. Okay, so then I have, yes, strong connections to Sweden. And uh, my wife is from a, a place that is very close to Sweden, so that means that we somehow follow Swedish politics and literature and everything. So yes, I have a connection to Sweden, you're right. And uh, I don't think that that means that uh, the main reason why, why I was invited. I think that I met um, I met people from uh, Sintel, a company called Sintel in Sweden, which is a very nice consulting company in systems engineering. And uh, I, I I, I don't really remember why I, I was in contact with them, but at the end, um, uh, there was a guy there called um, Eric Herstog, which probably you have heard of him. And um, yep. and this this guy uh, works in Saab, which is uh, well, you know, the fighters, uh, super good fighters company. And um, in a way, he was uh, organizing these years, and, and I was invited. And uh, I remember this because I met, I went to Germany and I met a very sharp and smart guy there. And this guy, I think he was, his name was Tim Wakens. I'm not so sure if I was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, actually, I started the Nordic System Tour together with Eric from Saab uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. Thought it would be a good idea to do a conference stuff between the Swedish and the German chapter and the, the Danish were in between. So we also uh, added the, the, the Danish chapter. Um, yeah, the tour, well, it was that time and is still very successful. Um, I think the next year, the year after, uh, David Long was on, uh, on tour and um, um, what's his name here? Paul Oppenheim from, um, from Los Angeles who wrote the Lean System Ending book um and, and many others so it was quite nice um yes. yeah and well shortly after that there was also the southern systems engineering tour which is also very successful and still active uh, did you start that or were, were you involved in that yes yes uh, of course i was so jealous that you guys uh, invented the nordic systems engineering tour so then i i thought that was a so good idea that i just uh, sent it back uh, next year 
to, to Spain. And from Spain, we convinced the French, uh, the Swiss, mm -hmm. uh, and we started the first system sailing tour was with uh, uh, France, Swiss, and, and Spain. Um, and then, then it, it looked like uh, it was very successful. It was very, very nice with all these particularities of, of the South. Um, and then Italy came in there. And now this last year also, we have just got uh, Belgium, which indeed is uh, nice to have the Belgians in the Southern systems in winter, <laughs> but they have so good beer and they are so good engineers that we don't care about um yes and besides your professorship you are also cto of cto of your reuse and um for sure we will do an extra episode on the tooling uh, but can you give us a little bit of a teaser so what does reuse do what are you doing there yeah absolutely um thanks for the question mm. Uh, reuse, of course, is not so difficult to understand that reuse company is intending to offer reuse. Okay, mm -hmm. if we would offer, I don't know, sausages or something like that, that would be a problem. But, but uh, reuse, um, the reuse company was uh, created uh, 20 plus years ago, and its intention was to bring reuse technology into the software engineering domain, and then uh, perhaps uh, our uh, attendees would uh, understand from my resume that uh, we were trying to sell software reuse and that we were not so ex extremely um, good uh, success. And then in, in 2008 or something like that, uh, we understood that the, the, the reuse technologies to be applied should be applied to systems engineering. And that was the beginning, the real beginning of, of reuse. So what is reuse doing? It's commercializing tools that intend to uh, reuse knowledge in order to improve systems engineering and uh, particularly um, the concept would be you guys at the company whoever Airbus or whoever you have hundreds of tools and these tools are very specifically domain uh, oriented you have tools for electromagnetic compatibility tool for logical modeling physical modeling design manufacturing requirement, you have hundreds of tools. And uh, eventually you have a PLM tool as well. But at the end, all these tools uh, uh, are very difficult to tame and, and particularly very difficult to create a soft uh, life cycle. And uh, the intention of reuse is to connect all those tools so that they can create their own typical life cycle models just by merging and reusing knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I saw that you also use artificial intelligence technologies in your tools, right? So requirements are sort of quite interesting. So um, AI for MBSE stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, the beginning was uh, artificial intelligence for uh, extracting the semantics of natural language. That was what uh, the company started with in uh, 20 years ago. Um, but we clearly saw when we had our tools that artificial intelligence, well, besides it is just one more technology available for doing things, it's not, it's not the, 
the silver or the gold ballot. I mean, it's, it's not whatever everybody has to do, but it is a nice uh, approach to do things that are not so easily done when data is big, when the patterns are not so clear and so on. So we realized that when artificial intelligence was successfully applied for extracting information in requirements so that we could say things about them, like how the quality was and all these things, it could be applied for other approaches. And one of them is MBS. So the work that we do in regards to um, artificial intelligence in MBSC is connected with uh, authoring is decision support systems. So if you are authoring your models, it could be nice to have machines that can suggest you what kind of combinations of the models should be interesting based on reuse, based on previous experiences, patterns, and so on. And, um, and of course, the possibility to automatically generate models when the inputs are properly good and the commonality of the inputs is maintained in previous projects. So artificial intelligence is not God. It will never be, at least until we three live in this planet. So, so this means that you have to have things to feed artificial intelligence algorithms to provide stuff. That's a little bit what we are doing in, in this two, in this MBSC and artificial intelligence combination. Okay, well, quite interesting. So we should go into more detail when we do an extra episode about uh, the tools from reuse. That's uh, interesting. Um, well, we, we met at the Encosi Symposium in Detroit. That was quite nice to see you in person again after a long time. And if I remember correctly, there you told me that you were already working on a Sysmo v2 interface. So Sysmo v2 has an API and you work on a kind of an interface for it. So what should the interaction between your tool the, or tools uh, from reuse and as well V2 models look like? Well, um, uh, this, this, is, this topic is lovely, Tim. And having you <laughs> in front of me, it would imply that you have to cut this emission in, in, in 30 minutes because I would not have finished uh, talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, yes, you're right. We have developed, we got into CSML version 2 very early, even if I have to sadly say that we have not contributed as we have done in UML. Uh, but, uh, but then we saw, we were very interested, of course, as a tool vendor in the API. So the API for us, for us was the opportunity to see if uh, interoperability between um, logical modeling could be possible, really possible. Today, I don't think it's properly possible because there's quite a lot of specificities in uh, in the different tools that doesn't make it so let's say clean enough so uh, we have got into the, yes, this this uh, cml version 2 api which if i'm not wrong at least what we when we worked with it it was cml version 2 api version 1 okay so sorry for you guys who listen to us but <laughs> it's a little bit strange it's the first version of the api for working with the version 2 of cml okay and uh, i was I was completely disappointed. Okay, so it, this version of the API is too generic. It's so generic that it is, in my opinion, not going to help to really work with the with, with the specificities of, of of CSML in the better model of CSML. Because it is, let's say, it just to simplify, it just represents everything as 
untyped objects. Okay, you have a diagram there, and everything is it's an object. It's with the type uh, is whatever you want to give, but it's not normal. You don't have the meta model behind to say this is whatever it is. So then, it would be very difficult, very very difficult for tool vendors to be able to do things interesting. So what we have done is we have created an an import and export of CML based on the API. So that means that you give a dictionary because the API just simply gives you a, a model as a dictionary. There is the dictionary of objects. And then uh, we just receive it and uh, do some kind of ad hoc mapping. If someone has decided that this object has a, a class somewhere there or a block somewhere else, then mm -hmm. we will say that this is a block. If someone has just simply said that this is uh, an element, but then but then it is an element and we have to take some decisions. And uh, and we have done some exports. In the exports, we, of course, provide the types at our own wish. So that means that whoever that decides to go with our typing model would be able to interact or understand what we do. But, um, and this is available. So, so let's say we have a, a, a CSML version 2 API available for whoever want to work with it. Okay. Well, the, the API has evolved, but uh, I'm not sure if your problems are solved. So I'm happy to pass uh, your problems with the API to the team. So we will meet in person in uh, two weeks. Um, so then we can, can discuss that. I hope it's solved. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, there's one question left, uh, I think. So. Um, when I was part of the Nordic Systems Engineering Tour, and it was, I don't know, Tim, when was it? 2018 or 19? I don't remember, Maybe, but yeah. I remember, <laughs> but I remember that I met Christoph Fröhling there. And uh, he is, uh, he leads the, the Swedish part of reuse. So how did it come? Yes, uh, thank you very much for mentioning Christoph. Christoph is is a lovely man. I, I, I love this man. Okay. Um, if, if, if we could have uh, several, uh, many, many, uh, if you could be married with many persons and, um, and they probably, I don't know if I would uh, <laughs> choose, well, I'm a man and I like women, but, uh, but I don't know. I would indeed have Holm, him very close to me, but um, I met him in, uh, in Saab uh, when he was working in Saab and um, I got in contact with him very quickly because he's bright, he, he's humble, he's sharp. Uh, the, the Swedes uh, have many times this path. Okay, and there are many, many bright people, and then they are many, many uh, of them are humble, and, uh, and, and and on the other side they are so good. So, so we we connected uh, immediately, uh, and and we we have been in contact. I don't know, it was ten years ago or something, and then we have been in contact since then um, until. Um, we understood that the Swedish market, um, Swedish is a very industrialized country, as, as, as Germany is. I think there's a kind of pattern. I don't know if I would say that the, the percentage of industrialization in Sweden, I, I think it could compete, compete with Germany because they are so few people, but so big in, in industrialization. But um, this, this um, let's say market uh, fits very well with the needs of reuse. Reuse is, uh, is a tool vendor. It, it sells uh, systems engineering tools in, 
integration, quality management, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the market in Sweden was uh, treated from uh, here, from, uh, from the headquarters in Spain. So it was a kind of nice in attempt to create a Swedish office to take care of the Nordic. And there's our customers there in Norway, in Sweden, Denmark. So it, it, it became a, a kind of normal to, 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 to start a reuse company with, with Christian. So it's it's a pleasure to to have him. Yeah, yeah, he's really a nice guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think it's time to close this session. So I'm very glad you were here, um, and it was really great. I learned a lot about MBSE or SE in general in, in Spain, and well, yeah, that's. And we need another episode about reuse technologies. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, so our next topic, well, um, we'll do something different. Uh, we do um, something like an OMG video lock. Uh, so Christian and I will be at the next OMG meeting in two weeks. Um, uh, of course, it's a lot about SysmLV2, but it will also be about SysmLV17 and other stuff. Um, so we will report a bit from that meeting and we'll publish it, well, sometimes in October, I guess. Um, and well, and, and then the next meeting, um, I don't know, uh, we haven't planned it in detail. Uh, definitely we will do something in December, or latest January about SysmLV2 because it will be submitted uh, in December, uh, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> we will see it. Uh, hard fight to stretch. Um, yeah, and uh, well, as usual at the end, uh, do not forget. Trust us, we are systems engineers. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Bye bye. Goodbye.